When you meet someone, do you wonder about their story? If you're like me, you're always interested in the lives, hopes, and dreams of people. Stories Connect People podcast will bring you interesting, inspiring, and compelling stories from people just like you and me. Stories that will inspire you. They'll make you laugh. You'll learn. They might even make you cry. But above all, you will feel connected and closer to the people around you. You may see yourself in these stories. You may feel connected because you share similarities in your own journey. There are rich, interesting stories closer than you think, maybe even yours. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People. I am Polly Van Duzer, your host. My guest today on Stories Connect People podcast is Jigger Janatra. He is the perfect guest for Stories Connect People podcast because he is a storyteller himself. I met Jigger when I was in Tanzania almost two years ago. I have followed his work and wanted to bring his story to you. He is a talented artist, filmmaker, photographer, and travel and cultural enthusiast. He turned his passion into a career shooting some of the most beautiful places and people in the world for documentary films, commercials, and his passion projects. When you see his work, you would think it's the work of someone with decades more experience and someone who has spent years going through formal training and education. Yet, Jigger is in his early 20s and is self-taught. Hear Jigger talk about his love for people, culture, nature, and our beautiful world, and how he is living his best life capturing it. He also helps others evolve their photography skills and storytelling skills through his experiential photography storytelling travel program. You will want to follow his work and tell him you heard about him on Stories Connect People podcast. Welcome, Jigger. Jigger, how are you today? Welcome to Stories Connect People podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm really good and I'm really happy to be here myself. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I have to say, so I'm in Atlanta, so for the listeners that know that I'm from Atlanta, um, but you're all the way around the world in Tanzania today. And so it's so exciting that we could connect like this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I am from Tanzania. I'm born and raised here. And it's really cool that during this time of the year, I mean, this time of, of life, really, that everybody is sort of at home and we're using the internet to connect with each other. And it's a really cool moment that uh, someone sitting in, in Africa, in East Africa, can connect with someone in Atlanta, in Singapore, in Australia. And we live in a world where, you know, the internet facilitates connection and we have to use it to our advantage. Yes. Well, I feel so privileged. And so, uh, well, let me first start with how we met. And so my husband, uh, Brad, and I were on an African safari 
it's been, uh, let's see, February will be two years ago. And so it's been two years since I met you. And we had um, the uh, privilege of, well, Brad, first of all, um, was on a walking tour with you. And so he loved that so much. And actually, he got in some of your shots that you were doing um, for the commercial that you were recording. And so that was so cool. But um, later on, we met up at uh, what they call in um, Africa a sundowner. So that's like, you know, like a sunset cocktail hour. And it was on this high, the highest peak in Terengere National Park. And um, we, uh, you were just uh, amazing. And just the way that you were capturing um, just everything around us and just having this incredible experience. But it was, you were so alive doing it. And so I can't wait to talk more about the work that you're doing. And um, just in reading about you, just how you capture the you know, just everything um, in, in nature, but you're telling a story around it. And just so I've been following you for, um, I don't know, for for months now. And so just seeing your photography and your work and everything that you do, it is so alive. And I love it. Oh, that is such a compliment for me to, to hear <laughs> that it, that my work has that quality, because that is exactly what I try to do through art, through visual storytelling is to awaken somebody's and in, to inspire people, you know, to, to connect with nature and to, because I'm from Tanzania and I feel really blessed to be from a place where, you know, since I was born, I'm surrounded by vast nature everywhere, you know, just free spaces and, you know, running around. So that is something that is hard to communicate with words. You know, it's, you have to communicate it through pictures, through sound. So through my films, through my pictures, that's what I want to do because, you know, I also studied abroad and I got to see how people are living abroad and, you know, they're kind of disconnected to nature. So I said, um, I need to find a way to share with them what I feel when I'm in nature. So I found that visual storytelling is the way to do that. And yeah, I remember like the time that we met in, in Tarangire for that sundowner. It was super, super cool. We, um, I, was with, I was with your husband on a walking safari and we saw, you know, we were tracking elephant uh, footsteps and looking at the elephant droppings and seeing how, how long ago. He told me all about yeah, it. Yeah, it was like really, really um, out there, you know, experiential learning at its finest. And then we met you. And then after the sundowner, we went for a night game drive. And that was my first night game drive ever, being in the wild at night. And we had a Maasai guy on the front of the bonnet with a, with a spotlight. And he was spotting all these nocturnal animals, hyenas, uh, some sorts of birds. And we even saw unfortunately an elephant carcass i don't know if you remember but it was really really cool being out there in the wild and hearing all the sounds at night well it was absolutely incredible and so and i love that that was the first time that you had uh, done a night game drive and we were there with you doing that so that's that's super super neat and the maasai guy that he was uh he was amazing and just just we had the most incredible experience on our safari and so and it's just like I relive it in my mind and with pictures and everything um all the time and um and that's why I love so much the work that you're doing and I wanted to bring your story to stories connect people podcast um and so you are a um 
traveler and I mean not only is it your work so you but it's also I mean just seems like it's your life and just the way uh, that you have integrated you know travel and photography and and just experiencing um, the world is absolutely incredible and you bring that to life for other people through the film um, the filming and the work that you do and so I want you to talk all about that but can we start with can you just uh, tell us a little bit about growing up. What was that like for you? So you grew up in Africa, that's right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was life like for you as a young person? And how did you get into uh, photography and, and into um, filming? Oh, wow. That's quite a quite a loaded story there. I mean, where do I start? Um, yeah, so I was born and raised here in Tanzania uh, in, a, in a place called Mwanza, which is a small town south of Lake Victoria. Lake Victoria is like the second largest freshwater lake in the world. And it's a really, really scenic environment with so many rocks, like these kopis, kopi formations, which are these gigantic rocks everywhere. And, you know, there's local fishermen in their traditional wooden boats. Um, and so this is like sort of where I grew up uh, for, for during my childhood. And you have to know like, um, at that moment in time, uh, well, I'm kind of, uh, I'm 23 right now. So, so I was born in 1997, but that's not a 1997 from the States. You know, that's, that's a 1997 in East Africa, Tanzania. So, you know, there was power. I didn't want to ask you your age, but I know that you are younger. And God, you have experienced so much (laughs) being so young. And so uh, talk a little bit about that as well. But keep going with your story. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, growing up in that time in Tanzania, it's like probably like 1930s of the United States or something like that, when, you know, we, we don't have that much technology, we don't have uh you know we have power cuts very often you know i grew up a lot you know burning candles and uh all of that obviously it, it, we we did have like i came from sort of a wealthy family where you know we had some luxuries like television and you know food on the table and stuff like that but it was really cool because i didn't have any concept of of the rest of the world or of technology or anything like that and then right about when i was 10 11 that's when things started changing dramatically and you know the world came closer to to tanzania and um and 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 everything else uh i i don't know how to phrase this but it became more modernized i guess we had our first traffic light in 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 uh in my hometown and i remember that was quite a significant event people would go to that traffic well. light to see how it would work and you know it was really really so i saw like the transition between uh pre pre modernized uh sort of tanzania and then right now which tanzania is very modernized you know i when you came here i don't know if you went to arusha or dar es salaam or any of the bigger cities and you saw um you know that wow this is not uh africa that people have in mind where it's all like pre civilized it's it's pretty developed now so i was privileged privileged enough to see that transition that most people my age don't have that transition you know they're born into this technological world so anyway that was my upbringing and then i studied abroad i studied in malaysia and then i studied in canada and then i also studied in mexico um, and then i decided after all the studies to come back to tanzania because i really really love where i'm from because of how much nature there is you know and how the people's worldview is over here it's more like laid back it's more chilled out it's more communal 
and I really liked that. So I came back here and um, throughout uh, my studies, I picked up filmmaking because I was studying international studies. I actually never studied filmmaking or photography. I studied international studies because I was curious about the way the world works and all the structures that are in place uh, shaping our world, shaping politics, shaping uh, leadership and decision making. So um, through that process, I got really fascinated about climate and about about the environment. Uh, so I, my idea was to make documentaries about the environment. Um, and so I, you know, I went onto YouTube, I saw a lot of tutorials, I watched a lot of uh, people teaching filmmaking skills. And then finally, I um, I got enough money while I was studying in Canada to buy camera gear. And the way that I got enough money is I did a certain job uh, called uh, bike courier. I don't know, in, in the United States, you have Uber Eats or you have DoorDash or you have like Foodora where, you know, you order food from your phone. So I did that job. I did, I cycled delivering food in the rain and in the, in the in, in really harsh weather. And then I saved up enough money to buy camera gear. I bought the gear. And then I went to make my first documentary in the Amazon rainforest. Um, and then this yeah. is like such a such an incredible story. So you are self-taught and you earned mm -hmm. all of your own money to buy all of your equipment. You did this. I mean, this is what people, you know, would go to school for years for. And I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable the work that you do and it's all from just you know you building the skills yourself it's incredible yeah thank you thank you i mean like it's 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 all about experience right i mean i'm very fortunate that i've had the experience of traveling and sort of all these different um, cities and towns and villages and countries have been my playground and i've been meeting really inspiring people who I ended up making films about and interviewing them. So, you know, it's all trial and error experience. And I find that, you know, people have maybe gone through film school for maybe many years and not had the experiences that I've had because they've just been doing theory or, you know, watching other people's films. But I took the other route and I just, you know, threw myself in there and said, you know what, I'm going to make some films and uh, trial and error, trial and improvement. Uh, that's how I learned and that's how I gained confidence. And eventually I won some awards and scholarships to work with uh, you know, professional filmmakers on the international stage. And then I learned from them, they were my mentors. And now uh, here I am having these skills. And now actually I started my own company where I teach other people filmmaking and photography through travel. Yeah, I want to talk all about that. This this is just such an incredible story. And um, so what was the, like, early on, what was the first kind of maybe what you would say bigger or, or what helped you? Was it the, um, the film that you made for the scholarship uh, that I read about? Is that kind of the breakthrough for you? How did that evolve? Yeah, I would say so. I would actually say so because... Uh, so after I cycled all around and I bought my gear, um, I was meant to go to the Amazon rainforest four weeks after I got my gear. Uh, but then a week later, after I had everything that I needed, I had a drone, I had a stabilizer, I had a camera, I had a mic, everything that you need to really make a good film. Uh, I saw an ad on Instagram saying that win a two week all expenses paid tr filmmaking trip to south of India. And I said, 
and, and in order to win that trip, you had to make a three-minute film. Uh, and then the winner of that film would go to, to India to work with a professional. And I said, you know what? There's a reason that uh, this ad popped up on my Instagram. And, and, and uh, you know, I have the gear right now. I have it. So really, there is no reason for me not to do this. I have to do this. I have to apply whether I win or not. I have to apply to practice, practice filmmaking. So I said, um, you know what? I'm going to do it. And in order to apply, I had to make a three-minute film about an inspiring traveler or an adventurer. So I said, uh, who do I know who is an inspiring traveler or an adventurer? And I thought of many people. I thought of people who had traveled the world. They had, you know, gone to really cool experiences with their own money and stuff. But I said, you know, that doesn't really inspire me. As an African person, as an East African Tanzanian, it doesn't inspire me the kind of travel that you know, privileged Western people would do. So I said, let me think outside of the box. And then I thought of my friend who is a refugee uh, from Burundi in Canada, living, studying in the same university as me at that time. And I said, wow, this person is a traveler. He's a refugee, but he is a traveler. You know, he's been through all of these countries. He had, he's had all of these experiences. Why don't I make a film about him? And so I told him, look, bro, uh, his name is Nestor. I told him, look, Nestor, uh, let's make this film together. It would mean a huge deal to me if I won this scholarship. And he said, man, I think this is a scam. You know, this is like nobody's going to pay for you to go and, 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 you know, be with a professional filmmaker. And I said, you know, let's just try. He was a real, real, little bit hesitant. You proved Nestor wrong? Yeah, we ended up proving him wrong. I ended up. But then, yeah, he, he ended up agreeing uh, to make that film. I told him, look, let's make the film and then let's see whether we like it or not. If you like it, I'm going to upload it. If you don't like it, it's just good practice. So we ended up making the film and then he approved it, I put it on. Uh, and then a month later, after I went to the Amazon, um, in the Amazon, there was no network. So I got an email. Finally, when I had spotty network connection, like I have now, uh, I had I got an email from World Nomad saying, hey, we want to uh, interview you. Can you get on Skype? And I said, okay, cool. So I went to uh, to the only internet cafe in that village and I got onto Skype and they said, you know, Jigger, you have been shortlisted top 20 out of 1,200 films that have applied from all over the world. And I was like, what? This is my first proper film that I've made. How is it that I've been top 20? And I was like, this is incredible. And then I thought to myself, you know, top 20 isn't enough. Now that I've reached top 20, I have to win. Uh, and so they asked me a bunch of questions on, on, on the Skype interview of why I wanted to make films and, you know, my experience making films and all of that. And then they said, uh, you know, we'll, we'll publish uh, the results after three days on our website. And then three days later, I'm sitting in a hammock in the Amazon. I'm preparing myself to go onto the website and be ready for whatever the results are, whether I've won or whether I've lost, I'm just mentally preparing myself. And then if I've won, I'm just visualizing how my life would change, you know, being working with a professional. But I go onto the website and I check, they haven't posted anything. There is no results out there. Um, and then I go into my email and they say, uh, they want to get on one more Skype call with me. So I say, whoa, okay, cool. Let me get on a Skype call with World Nomads. And then I get on the Skype call and they say, Jigger, we have one more question for you. And I say, I'm, I'm kind of like nervous, you know, what, what, what could be, what could this question be? Uh, have I, have I screwed up? Um, and, and so they say, Jigger, 
How would you like to go on a two-week all-expenses-paid filmmaking mentorship to South India next month? And that was a really happy moment in my life. I just exclaimed in happiness and jumped and I said, this is happening. I've won the scholarship. I'm going to turn from a passion-based filmmaker to a professional filmmaker now. What a story. I can't believe it. How old were you then? I was uh, 20 at that moment. So that was three years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. God, three years ago. And like, look what you've done. It's, and it's, it's so incredible. Talk about what that experience brought to you. So you went on the uh, two-week um, training and all expenses paid um, trip, and you started to really hone your skills. And so after that, what did what did your work look like and what doors has that opened for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, you know, the most valuable thing about that mentorship was actually being being following a professional filmmaker who was with me. His name is Brian Rapsey, and he is an Australian filmmaker. And, um, you know, just seeing how Brian does everything, because he's a seasoned guy, you know, he's like 50 plus, and he's had, you know, over 30, 40 years of experience in the industry making travel films. So just getting into the mindset of a professional, seeing how they communicate with the subject that they're interviewing, seeing how he writes on paper a story before and, and, you know, like brainstorming and all of that, that's just something that you can't learn from from watching YouTube videos like I was doing. You know, it, it's just how you, you only learn that from someone who's been doing this for years and years. So that gave me a huge head start, mm-hmm. just getting to know how a professional filmmaker thinks and approaches a film. Um, so that still sticks with me. And, you know, I'm still improving on the craft. Um, but uh, after that, I, I was I was more equipped to to deduce to deduce a story to sort of make it interesting because you know there's stories all around us and humans have been telling stories for ages orally verbally but when it comes to visual storytelling and you know through film it's a whole different language so i learned that language and i was able to to translate because uh, i i do i speak six languages uh, so uh, that's also a good advantage that I have. I can I can interview people in different languages, in Spanish, in Hindi, in Kiswahili, and so I'm able to 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 give them a voice because you know most people have not seen films about Tanzanian people or Peruvian indigenous people or Indian monks, which are films that I've made people uh, which which are subjects whom I've made films about. So I think that I feel really fulfilled. Um, doing what I do because I feel that there's a greater purpose. I'm giving a voice to people who have not been heard before by, by the mainstream media and uh, sort of making, making people empathize with, with, uh, with stories that they would have not otherwise heard. I love this about your work, that it is that you're telling a story, that you're giving a voice for others. I mean, this is, this is what um, you know, I love about Stories Connect People podcast and that I am bringing stories to uh, my listeners that, uh, you know, are inspiring and uplifting. And, you know, you have just like organically grew everything um, for you in the work that you do. And what I, what stood out so much about me is I, um, one, follow you, but also um, when I was doing research for our interview is that just how much of a voice you give for others and how you um, are uh, bringing the 
environment and the, you know, the local area that you're in or the story, you're just really bringing that to life and it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. It's a constant learning process, you know, I mean, um, yeah, what can I say? It's just, uh, I mean, I, I guess it will evolve, you know, as, as an artist, you're always evolving, like your priorities, your passion is always evolving right now. Maybe my passion is to tell stories about the people uh, around me and people who have not had a voice, but maybe that could change. And I can feel that changing now. I can be, I'm, I'm sort of transitioning into a different, uh, different way of telling stories. And now I'm, I'm starting to do more commercial work here, especially during COVID. Um, you know, because I was traveling before COVID and now I'm in one place, I'm in Tanzania and Tanzania is just so beautiful. There's so many diverse landscapes and stories, but at the same time, um, it's hard to travel when, 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 you know, I'm not making any money. So right now I've started to do more commercial work, but this, but with the commercial work, I am also very specific of the projects that I choose. I choose projects that, that are in line with my values that are travel related that are you know related to getting out of the comfort zone so i just uh filmed i just finished editing and filming a story about an epic mountain biking adventure in tanzania that started from mount kilimanjaro uh, all the way to lake natron and during that shoot for four days i had hired some other local storytellers and right now i'm sort of with my company halicia what i'm doing is i'm bringing together other storytellers in tanzania who don't who haven't had the same privileges that I have had of, you know, working with professionals around the world. And I'm sharing them the skills that I've learned and training them, mentoring them sort of. And and I've made this production team where we're doing, you know, commercial work. Everybody's, uh, you know, making money from it. But at the same time, we're learning, we're learning very important skills, storytelling skills, and we're getting out of the comfort zone. We're seeing our country, which is which is quite rare for Tanzanian people. We don't travel that much. Um, you know, it's not it's not a big concept, backpacking or traveling. But my mission, because travel has impacted me in my life so much, is to share that culture, is to share the traveling mindset. Uh, because you know, as a traveler, you're always curious, you're always willing to learn, you're always um, on the move, developing, changing, growing, expanding. So I want to share that with others now, and that's now my mission here. How do you come about your stories? So um, for the stories that you cover, do you, how do you find those? So I know, you know, the commercial work, you know, a company would, would bring you in, but. Um, yeah. So my passion projects, um, a lot of them stemmed out of my previous job. Uh, so while I was doing filmmaking, I also worked for a Canadian backpacking company. It's called Operation Groundswell. And they do backpacking trips around the world. And so I was hired as a guide for those trips in northern India and in the Himalayas and also in, in Tanzania. So that backpacking uh, company, they, they scout out really, really cool experiences that are really not touristic experiences at all. You know, there are a lot of uh, community related experiences where, you know, in northern India, we were working, we were working, we were building greenhouses on in the highest village in the world in 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 the indian himalayas and during that trip we visited um we visited a monastery uh which was having a mandala ceremony and 
I was like, wow, this is such a cool experience in my life. I don't know when ever else am I ever going to be in the situation. And, you know, I happen to have my camera gear. And so it just organically came story there. You know, I was like, wow, this and I'm always looking for 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 stories about connection, stories about transformation. And because I'm having transformative experiences through travel, those stories just organically come up, especially during these uh, Operation Groundswell trips. Um, and then again in Tanzania, after I made that film in India with the monk in Tanzania, I, 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 that Tanzanian trip was uh, having students where we were volunteering with the Jane Goodall Institute. And then Dr. Jane Goodall herself was here a month later. And so uh, I was like, wow, I want to meet this woman because she's just so inspiring for me. Uh, you know, she's worked with chimpanzees here. She's so connected to nature. And so I want to meet her. And so I got to meet her and I ended up interviewing her and then making a film about our experiences, you know, volunteering with the Jane Goodall Institute, doing something yeah. for the environment. So I guess through travel, um, these stories always come up. They they present themselves at the right time. And I just have to be ready with them, you know. I, and sometimes mm -hmm. I do look for stories as well. For example, when I was in Mexico, I know that Dia de Muertos, the Day of the Dead, is something that is so iconic. And so, you know, I went to look for a really unique story uh, with Dia de Muertos. I went to a village in Oaxaca, um, you know, in, 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 in that village, I was the only tourist. I was the only non-villager there. So me and my friend, uh, my local Mexican friend. Um, so, you know, at that point, I'm looking for really authentic stories that are that are that 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 speak uh, a language of 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 uh, of connection and transformation and discovery. Wow, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, the younger talent that you're helping to mentor, like, give me an example of feedback that you get uh, from them. So, probably they wouldn't have necessarily seen equipment like you have or, you know, know how to put a story together or film like you do. Like what, what is this opening up for them in terms of opportunity? Well, the main thing is they, they do have equipment. They do have, uh, you know, the cool camera gear. I mean, basic camera gear, like you need a camera body and lenses. They have all of that. Maybe not like a, like a drone like I have or a stabilizer or a 360 camera and stuff like that. But more than anything, rather than the gear, it's it's about the human element that I'm sharing with them, the the confidence uh, in your abilities, the uh, the the connection, how to how to uh, connect with the person that you're telling the story of, how to make sure that we're getting the best possible angles, pictures, focal lengths, visual quality. Uh, and 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 really being because I'm very very particular. I'm kind of um, I need a certain standard uh, because I've worked internationally, so I know the international standard. Which uh, you know the local people that I'm training do not have that uh, international exposure. So I tell them, look, this is not uh, acceptable. You know, you need to ask the subject to do that thing again, and and you know uh, take another shot. Uh, you know, be ready uh, and um, and also communicate with them, make them feel safe, make them feel like trusted. And with interviewing and with, with filming a subject, it's, um, it's really important that you mirror enthusiasm to them. 
So you need to be excited about their story. You you need to have that people skills. You need to have that soft skills. Like if I'm filming you uh, on 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 that sundowner, and I want you to oh, I mean, I remember it. I literally remember it like it was yesterday. Just the energy that you brought and if you remember we were kind of all you know like laying back with the with the guides and and the the couple of guides that were there and it was just you brought so much passion and energy and fun and and we weren't even there that long so this is like <laughs> you know a, a small segment of what you were recording but yeah. like i said earlier you were so alive doing it Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And that's the main thing in anything that you do, really, you know, it's enthusiasm is contagious and it's visible. Like, you know, they say that 70% of our communication is nonverbal. You know, it's physical and it's aura and it's vibration. So it's it's really, really that, you know, you have to mirror that you have to in any job that you're doing. I think that you have to show up and be there in the room and you're, whether you're a teacher or you're a chef or you're a waiter or whatever job that you're doing. I think it's it's or just quality in life. Something that I admire so much in people is enthusiasm. Um, and and the word enthusiasm itself is is uh, it comes from from Latin and and it comes from the root word entheo, which which means uh, divine. Uh, and then ziasm, the second part of the word, is to bring out. So basically, when you're enthusiastic, what you're doing is you're bringing out this divine quality that we all have. This sheer passion and um, pure power and energy. So it's important for all of us to have that. Well, how do you experience and be present while also doing your work? You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm like so into getting the, the, uh, the pictures and mm -hmm. all of that. But how do you make sure that you are present and experiencing, but also, you know, accomplishing uh, what you're there for, because I know you experience. That is a big challenge. That is a big challenge for filmmakers, especially travel filmmakers. Like, you know, you're traveling, but at the same time, you want to tell that story of your travel. So you want to get all the shots. You want to film yourself doing everything. So oftentimes that's all that's in your mind. Oh, how am I going to, get this best angle and then you miss out on that 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 uncontaminated un experience and and the camera does contaminate a little bit you know it's 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 uh bringing a wall a barrier between you and and the purity of that experience so that always is a challenge um but at the same time uh it can also be used as a tool the camera can be used as a tool to connect even deeper uh, to the experience, especially when uh, connecting with people, right? Because the camera's in my hand, but I'm communicating with the eyes to the person that I'm filming, right? I'm, you know, looking them in the eye, I'm feeling feeling their vibrations, and I'm communicating to them, yo, let's, let's, uh, let's show up to this moment, let's really feel this, and I want to capture that raw beauty that you're feeling. Uh, so let's do it together. And, and then, yeah, that's kind of kind of like something that I do to to be present, um, but also but also just uh, sometimes you know not overshooting. Like beginner filmmakers, beginner photo photographers have a tendency to overshoot, and I also had this before. And my mentor, you know, trained me with this that I always 
be filming everything all the time but at the end of the day you don't really need all those shots and you don't really need all that 20 minute footage of the same moment right you film a little bit and then you put the camera down and you feel it and then and then that makes your film even better because because that's the story right like what you're feeling is what you're translating as a to in, through the image so you have to feel first in order to in order to translate that in whatever whatever content that you're creating yeah so true but it's, it's easier said than done always <laughs> it is yeah. easier said than done right uh well where do you want to go or what do you want to film or uh, what experience do you want to capture that you have on your bucket list are there a couple that you know are must do's for you yeah there are a few um and so so before covid i won a scholarship another scholarship uh called your best life and in the your best life scholarship it was a six month all expenses paid travel scholarship that we were traveling to 10 different countries and we were all the, the purpose of the scholarship was to live our best life to sort of discover our 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 passion to discover our self awareness and and you know to know to get to know about the world so out of those 10 countries when i won that scholarship i was visualizing all the 10 countries that we were going to go to and my job in that in that group uh, was along with the other three members was to to film um so so there were seven of us selected and then two of us were storytellers um so so i had already visualized going to all these places so the places were costa rica peru south africa reunion island indonesia myanmar bhutan india ireland and portugal I, must, i may have missed one but anyway those were the 10 countries and we ended up going to three countries there which were costa rica peru and south africa and then covid hit and then we all had to go back home and now uh you know the scholarship we we really don't know if it's ever going to start again but so all those seven countries that we didn't go to i have them in my mind you know i want to go to myanmar and i want to go to those uh you know old temples there in 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 uh i forget the name Begon or something I I I forget the name of the city. I want to go there and I want to go to Bhutan. I want to go to Reunion Island and see these volcanoes. Uh so I have those but right now more and more I'm just falling in love with 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 Africa and uh I want to go to Zambia, I want to go to Namibia, I want to go to Botswana. So all over. I can't really pick but I have to say like if 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 it was to choose one place uh i would start with zambia there's a really cool railway uh from tanzania to zambia it takes multiple days and it goes through the national parks you know there's a good chance that you might see animals you might see a giraffe elephants so i want to take that train ride i want to go to zambia and then i want to go to victoria falls and then i want to take a micro flight over the falls because it just looks incredible so yeah i guess that would be the next place Well, you're only 23, so you've got a long <laughs> life to experience. And the thing is is there's such magnificent places uh, all over the world, and so I have no doubt that uh, you're going to hit so many of those. Um and I can't wait to keep following you to uh see some of the highlights um that you have. 
Um, so this is more of a travel question than a, um, a film question. If you, you know, do you have a tip or two for travelers that maybe that are on all different types of budgets? You know, is there a thing or two that you might say that you've learned that uh, could help someone else? Oh, man, I'm really the worst person to ask because when it comes to budget, I never stick to it. I never, like, if I want to save up um, and I have that intention that I'm not going to spend and I'm going to, you know, keep my wallet sort of elongated for a longer experience, it's not going to happen because there's some opportunity that's going to come up. I'm one of those travelers that if 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 I'm having a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to to go and, you know, like scuba dive and it's not in my budget, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to break the bank and I'm going to do it because... And, and, and I like that, you know, I think that's a really cool way to travel because if I'm saying, ah, oh, you know, it's not in my budget, when else am I ever going to go there? You know, you only live once and you only go to places sometimes once. So just do it. Like, so that's what we said about Africa. That's what yeah. we said about Africa. And we will be back to Africa, but we spared no expense when we were there. Yeah. And, you know, um, but we, you know, we saved up for it for a while. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, like, what are you saving up for? Where, what are you like? You know, you're saving up to spend that and to have these experiences. So, so just do it. But I guess I'm talking from you know a privileged point of view where I really don't have to worry about. Um, I don't have children, or I don't have you know to pay debt or anything like that. So I'm very frivolous with my exp- expenses. Um, you know, I break my bank a lot of the times. I go broke, but. That's part of it. You know, you get broke, you earn some money, you have experiences and you can get richer in experience. You don't need to be rich monetarily. What makes you rich is the experiences that you've lived. Yeah. Well, maybe let me ask it a different way. What about experiencing the local life? So, you know, you can go to a resort and, you know, stay at the resort, you know, the whole time and not really experience like when we when we were there and we went to the Maasai village, like there is nothing that will ever, you know, uh, that was absolutely something that we will never forget. It was unbelievable. But um, you've experienced so much of the culture. And I know you, you know, it's kind of like where you live and everything. But um, for someone that doesn't want to be afraid to get out and experience the culture, what would you say about that? You just have to <laughs> really go and uh, go and see it and, and be patient, really, because, you know, you you can never... The thing is, we all live in in different realities, right? Like you right. in Atlanta, me in Tanzania, another person in the Amazon, another person in India, another person all over the world. We all live in different realities. We all have different norms. We all have different biases. We all have different ways of looking at the world. We all have different, just different ways of living mm-hmm. and different ways of perceiving the world. And I think that is the biggest lesson that traveling can teach you. Um, and, and if you're going to go somewhere and be in a comfortable place where your perspective of the world is just going to be reinforced, it's not going to be expanded, then I would say that that's a wasted travel opportunity. Um, for me, travel is about experiencing and challenging the inner belief system that I hold as much as it is about seeing new places and cultures. I love that. And so I'm not, you know, uh, 
as adventurous as you are, but I absolutely love to experience the culture wherever we travel. And, you know, that's a really important um, thing for me to be able to do. And so I love it, The you know, as much as uh, we can do that. So, and I love what you said about it helps show you something that you're not living every day. And so I really love that. If our listeners want to follow you, um, learn more about your um, work or connect with you, how can they do that? So uh, I'm mostly active on Instagram. Um, I post stories almost every day and I post my updates of my work. So my Instagram is Jiggy Boy Films. It's kind of a funny name. Uh, Sounds something like uh, something different, but it's it's, uh, just about travel filmmaking. Jiggy Boy, J-I-G-G-Y-B-O-Y, Jiggy Boy Films. Um, and then they can follow Alicia Travel as well, which is my my travel company where I'm bringing people, especially storytellers, photographers, and filmmakers to Tanzania and to have, uh, you know, authentic experiences uh, like what we talked about. Well, your Instagram is incredible. And so for our listeners, if you want to see some a really amazing work, be inspired by stories and inspired by uh, films and travel, check out Jiggy Boy Films. It's uh, really cool and you will absolutely love it. Oh, thanks a lot for that shout out. I'm looking forward sure. to any listeners of Stories Connect people. Write me a DM, say that you heard me on, on Polly's podcast and let's connect. That's great. Well, it was so amazing to have you on the podcast today, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you for sharing all of the great work that you're doing and for being a guest. It's been really amazing. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Polly. I feel really grateful to be here. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People podcast. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, listen, rate, or share with others. I look forward to being with you next time on Stories Connect People podcast.